Greetings to everyone joining us for a new episode of the European Hoops podcast. We cover the EuroLeague and the top FIBA events. I am André and with me our basketball expert Diogo Valente. Hi André, hi guys. Hope everything is okay with y'all. We are here for another episode of the European Hoops podcast. Hopefully you guys stay with us and tune in for the rest of our episodes. André, let us know man, what are we talking about today? We have previewed the season of 16 out of the 18 EuroLeague teams. Uh, go back and listen to our previews of the, the other teams today and to start this week where the tip-off of the EuroLeague will happen. We will bring you our last preview of uh, Red Star and Basconia right before we bring you guys our ep special episode previewing the whole competition and bringing you our power rankings of the teams that we expect to have the, the best EuroLeague seasons this year. Duke, are you ready to get into what to expect from Red Star and Basconia? Absolutely, man. Uh, we, we are getting close, so this is a, an exciting time to record, so let's get into it. We start then with uh, Basconia, a team that had a red-hot start last year in the EuroLeague, and they brought several new players. They also had some important players leaving Let's start with the guards and uh, Cody Miller-McIntyre, a 6'3 American guard that last season played in Turkey, where he averaged 15.4 points, 5.9 assists and 1.5 steals per game. Nikomanian, that last season for Virtus in the EuroLeague, averaged 5.9 points and 2.6 assists per game. They will be replacing Max Eidegar and Darius Thompson. Do you think that uh, they will be up to the challenge and... Uh, they will be the pieces that this Pasconi team needs in the guard position. I think it's going to be tough for them to replace, uh, I mean, what Darius Thompson did last year because he was <laughs> truly one of the best guards in the whole competition. Uh, but I believe Nico Manion uh, was brought to this team to, to take that next step and to, to step up as a guard, as a EuroLeague guard, and to affirm himself as this level of, of a player. Uh, I think the backcourt of him and Marcus Howard will be very fun to watch, but they might be a bit short in terms of size. And I believe that's where Miller McIntyre comes in. Uh, he's a complete guard who he can score and pass at a very decent level. And I think he does a good job defensively as well. Uh, he probably brings a little, a little bit more consistency than Nico Manion. So uh, I'm curious to see how that guard rotation is going to work out. But, uh, but I think they can be a fun team to watch. It's a team that will wait from their guards, like steps forward. Uh, Marcus Howard was already very good. I think he can have... Uh... He will be a swing piece for this Basconia team. He will, they will need him to perform at the highest level to be able to, for Basconia to aspire to be a contending team, a playoff team in this edition of the EuroLeague. McIntyre, like I said, brings consistency. He is a very consistent guard. He's proven. He will be a light version of what Darius Thompson was giving to this team. Uh, Darius Thompson was yeah. one of the best players of the EuroLeague last year. And in Mike Attire, I think they are hopeful that he will be able to be a light version of that. And Nico Mannion, it's someone that they bring and they expect to be a ramp-up uh, for, for his career, but that he will also to be able to grow with this team and to, to give that extra to Basconi. If they want to be competitive, they will need all of those pieces to be able to work together. And there is a slight step back in terms of backcourt talent. But at the same time, I see the ceiling and I see the upside. And Basconi always finds ways to, to stay competitive. And once again, I think there will be a team that will be trying to score a lot of points every game. And that will give us very nice and entertaining games to watch. And they brought 
two more players into this team that are relevant players. One of them is Chima Moneke, that's a four Monaco last season, average 4.3 points and 3.8 rebounds. He's an energy forward and a player that will play with a high motor. And that's a player that comes in to replace players like Rokas Giedraitis, Steven Enoch, and Dalto Holmes. They have many players going out. They weren't able to replace them all to the level that they probably would have reached, but they bring in one of the players that I'm more excited about watching in the early last uh, this season, Nikos Rogvapolos, the 6'8 Greek guard forward player. He's one of my favorite EuroLeague signings for this season. He averaged last season in Turkey 15.5 points, 6.3 rebounds, and 1.9 assists per game. He's a versatile player, and his positional size makes him a special player that I think can play in the EuroLeague at a very, very high level. Are you excited as I am about uh, Rogvapolos and you think that Monaco will be able to replace some of these uh, forward players that uh, left Basconia team? Uh, I'm very excited uh, about these two signings because I believe if Basconia uh, is going to be competitive this season, uh, these two guys will have to be playing at a, a very high level. Uh, I think Monaco will have a, a much bigger role this year with Basconia than he had last year with Monaco. Uh, I think he's going to be their defensive anchor and, and I believe they really need him as a defensive anchor because they don't have a lot of defenders. Uh, and then Rob Vapolos, uh, he's a young prospect and I think he has a chance to have a big season this year with Basconia. Uh, he will need to stay consistent and, and to provide those guards with high-level defense and high and IQ. Uh, but if he if he stays consistent, like shooting the ball and playing good defense, uh, I think he can take a, a very nice step to, towards having a, a very good career. So I think these two guys are very interesting uh, for this team because of their their size, their length, and especially what they can bring defensively. Uh, Rob Vapolos, if he can develop into being a, a good defender, I think he will be a very good player overall. Moneka, he really will fit into the, the game style that we can expect from this uh, Basconia team because he's an energy player. He likes to play in transition. He likes to play with energy. He... he plays with high intensity defensively and that's a lot of what this Pasconia team will need from that forward position. While Rovapolos is a guard in the body of a forward and that type of players will also allow this team to play fast and to have playmaking across all the positions and I think that they will fit very well with uh, the game style that uh, Basconia should be implementing and uh, continuing from what they did last season with head coach Jan Panaroya. Do you think that uh, all the pieces that they have will fit uh, well with uh, the playing style and the coaching style that uh, they have? And is Marcus Howard the clear number one player for Basconi heading into this uh, EuroLeague season? First of all, uh, I do believe that these guys um, can elevate the, the style of play in the sense that they can play better defense this season than they did last year. And I think that's very important for a team that likes to run and gun. So they have to get stops first, and I think this season they are more equipped to, to do that. But I do think they lost uh, a little bit of shooting uh, with guys like Gedraitis, with guys like Holmes. Um, there is Thompson facilitating for those shooters. Uh, I think Marcus Howard will have to, to take a step forward in terms of playmaking for others. Uh, obviously, he can create his own shot. He can go get a bucket anytime he wants to. But uh, I, I think he needs to step up uh, as a playmaker. Uh, if they are able to do that, uh, I, I still think they they need a little bit more shooting for for their ability to run that system. 
but I do think they're going to be better defensively, and that gives them a chance to to run and gun. So I think they fit with Coach Manorai. This is a team designed to fit with uh, his coaching style. They are not short of talent in each position. They have Marcus Howard, Manion, and uh, McIntyre to, that will play the guard positions. Then they have Marinkovic and uh, Rogvapolos that play can play two and a three. They have uh, Salakarskis and Moneke in the forward positions. And then in the, in the big man, they have Khalifa Diop, Mike Kotstar, and uh, Matt Costello. They have options. If you could add one piece to this team, and if they add one piece to this team, what do you think that uh, they need the most? And I'm looking at the, the big mind department. I think they can use a player almost anywhere because they have some flexibility in players that can play up and down the, the lineups. They could use a, a better rim protector, a rim protector and a, a big mind that could add to this team. Who would you be adding or which type of player would you be adding to this roster? Uh, I believe uh, a big would for sure be a, a great fit here because uh, they added Diop, but uh, I don't think he's uh, consistent enough, uh, not in this stage of his career yet, to to be a, a to be the main big man on a t- on a Euroleague team. Uh, so definitely a big who could protect the rim, and I think a wing who who can go get a bucket, a, a wing who could score, uh, a guy like Rogvapolo's style, uh, um, size and style. Uh, but uh, but a, a better scorer, I would say, because I do think this team lacks a little bit of scoring. They they have Marcus Howard, who I think is going to be one of the best scorers in Euroleague. But other than him, uh, I think they lack a little bit of shot creation. So I think those two positions is what I would do. It's clearly a situation that uh, they are a team that will be developing across the season. And that can be... Uh, hard thing to do in a Euroleague that will be so competitive and teasing a little bit our episode that we will have tomorrow with our power rankings. Boscon is a team with uh, good options and good players across the board. They will just need to develop very fast because some of these guards that they have, they can be those kind of playmakers and shot creations, but probably they are not at a point that will be consistent enough to do it night and after night and even for exactly. 40 minutes a game. The wing players that they have, again, very good players, players that I'm very excited about, like Rogva Pauls. I think he will have a great, great, great career in the EuroLeague. Again, still uh, reaching to the point that he will have that consistency. They have big minds like Costello and Kotsar that we really like to see them playing that then can play at a very high level. And that all plays out to, to the style that they will play. They will try to outscore teams. They will play at a very high pace. And that will give them a fighting chance almost against anyone. But probably it's a team that I expect to lack a little bit the consistency game after game, night after night, to be a playoff team in this edition of the EuroLeague. But certainly a team that will be very entertaining to watch. But from Spain, let's move into Serbia and talk about Red Star. And if you were a Red Star fan, or if you enjoyed to follow them last season, be prepared. You will have many new faces to look at during this uh, new season. The the players that left the team were Hasan Martin, Vildoza, Dobrich, Bentil, Petrushev, Ivanovic, Holland, Markovic and Campazzo. And they brought in 10 players. One of them, Nemanja Bielica, wasn't registered in the EuroLeague. It seems like his career might not be at a point where he will be a EuroLeague contributor. We hope that he will be able to, to improve and maybe even join the EuroLeague roster later on. 
But at the moment, the indications are that he won't be part of this edition of the EuroLeague, at least in the short term. But coach Dusko Ivanovic has uh, 10 new players to work with, uh, nine if we don't count Bielica. And uh, I will group them in three different group of players here for us to, to go over all of these new names. And we start with uh, a point guard that uh, has been delighting us uh, for many, many seasons now. It's Milo Teodosic that is back to Serbia. And I think we can expect many magical moments. Uh, he's a player that is on his post-prime, but he's still a great, great asset to have. And we'll be joining players like Nedovic on Red Star backcourt. What do you think that uh, the great Teodosic still have left? Well, obviously, uh, I still think he's able to con- contribute at a high level, uh, like we seen him do last year for, for Virtus. Um, they do have other options at the guard spots, so I think that they're not going to demand like 30-minute games from him. And I think he's going to be able to to help lead these younger guys like uh, Nedovic and the new signings with uh, Iago or Napier. Uh, I think he's going to be awesome for them. And when he does play, uh, I think he's going to have a, a very good role. And I believe him playing at home in Serbia will, like you said, uh, I think we'll have a lot of magical moments. And obviously, he is, he is still able to contribute at a high level. So I think that's going to be awesome. We know what he's capable of and uh, what you're referring to. It's it's exactly on point. They will, We for sure will see them having some three-guard lineups at times, but they have guard depth, so they won't require from Teodosic a high-minute usage. We maybe see that at points and in certain games whenever it's needed, but that's not required of him. So we will be able to see the best that Teodosic has to give, and that's still a very high-level player. And the Serbian fans and the Red Star fans have reasons to be extremely happy about having Teodosic in this roster, and we as EuroLeague fans are certainly delighted for him to continue in the EuroLeague and especially playing at home. It will be a great season from Miles Teodosic, another great season from Miles Teodosic. If Teodosic deserves a mention of his own, the, this team wasn't short on reinforcements, as, as I mentioned before, and they brought Adam Hanga, Mike Toby, Joel Bolomboy, Rokas Giedraitis, and David Ovak, and also Simanovic, that uh, are high-level complementary players to any team. Which of them do you expect to be more impactful within this roster? But out of these guys, uh, I think Anga will have a, a very important role on this team because as a veteran, he's been through Barcelona, Real Madrid. He has a lot of EuroLeague experience. So I think he can be a very important guy to, to glue these guys together. Um, and I believe a guy like Mike Toby too will be very interesting here because as a big man who can stretch the floor, I think it's going to be so important to, to all of these guards that they have, uh, Milos, Shabazz Napier, uh, Iago, and Nedovic. Uh, his ability to stretch the floor for them to be able to drive and, and to kick it out, uh, I think it's going to be awesome. But uh, I do like the pairing on the wings of Hanga and Gedraitis. I think that's going to be very interesting. Two guys who, who have the length to, to play very good defense, and both of them can shoot as well. So uh, I think this team is going to be very exciting. I, I really enjoy it. I'm personally excited about having Simanovic in the, the EuroLeague. And he's a player that spent some time in the NBA. He wasn't able to, to find his role there, but he showed very good indications while playing in the G League. He's a young player and I don't expect too much from him early on. But he's a player that I think that like Rogvapolos in the in Basconia can develop into a high-level EuroLeague contributor during the years and can become a relevant player in the EuroLeague. 
from these players, I like the flexibility that it gives to this team. They can play uh, bigger with Hanga and Giedratis. They can even play lineups with two guards and these two players. Uh, Mike Toby, <laughs> just go and look. Uh, maybe tape of him playing in the Slovenian national team with uh, Luka Doncic and the easy looks he's able to get. It's a perfect type of big man to have around a player like uh, like Napier or like Teodosic that will be able to find him those looks. And then they bring in Bolomboy, Davidovic. They have several good complementary pieces that will be able to make the most of uh, their backcourt. And this backcourt is, for me, where the strength of this Red Star team is. And Diogo, our not only basketball expert, but... Uh, a, low, a fan of uh, uh, guard play for sure will be able to to tell us <laughs> why this is the case and uh, this backward for me is where the strength of this uh, Red Star team is not only Teodosic and uh, Nedovic are part of that backward but they bring in two players that's one is already a star of the early Chabaz Napier he showed that last year we have him ranked uh, uh, at in our top 10 or close to our top 10, he was a player that showed his ability to impact the game at a very high level. And Iago Dushanj that uh, still needs to prove himself at the early level, but he's a rising star of the basketball in Europe, uh, a Brazilian guard that uh, has been playing at an extremely high level. And I think he's ready for this jump and to contribute also at a very high level for this team. What do Iago and Napier bring to this team? And, uh, is this backcourt uh, the, the most powerful weapon for this Red Star team? Well, I believe there are some similarities here uh, between this Red Star roster and Monaco uh, because I think they have uh, a lot of guards, obviously, uh, who are very talented. And I think most of the scoring will come from these guards, similarly to Monaco. But they do have the pieces around them to, to make it work. Uh, I do think Napier is the best scorer on this team. And like we saw him last year with Milano, he, he completely changed that team. So his ability to, to score and to create, not only for himself, but for others as well, uh, I think will be key here. Uh, Iago, uh, I think I believe he will be coming off the bench. And I think he can bring a lot of energy and, and defense off the bench. Like he can change the momentum, of a, the momentum uh, of a game. And especially playing at home with those fans, I think it's going to be so excited, exciting to see Iago play there. And then, of course, you have you are able to learn from the great Milos Teodosic himself uh, and you still have a guy like Nedovic who can come in and score 20 in any given game. So uh, I love this team. I, I think they, they did a great job this offseason. I'm excited. I'm very excited about the roster that they built. I'm excited about this backcourt especially. But I have some questions and some concerns about uh, this team. Do you think that they have enough to be consistent defensively? to be able to compete at the highest level in the EuroLeague? Honestly, I, I do. Uh, because if you look at it, they have guys who are very good defenders, like individually in Anga. Uh, Bolomboy, I think he's a very... Even though he's undersized for, for the big man spot, uh, I think he's a, a pretty good defender overall. I think Iago is a very good guard defender, even though, again, he, he's also undersized. But I do think with Coach... Um, with Coach Ivano, Ivanovic, yeah. Uh, I think they, they have the chance to, to build something good defensively. Now, whether it's going to be from the jump, we'll, we'll have to see. Maybe they need some time to work on that. But I do think they have the potential to, to be a good defensive team. And offensively, I don't think they're going to have any issues. So uh, I just think they need to focus on building a, a consistent defensive game 
for that team and I think they will be just fine. Coach Ivanovic will have an important uh, uh, high task here to make all the pieces fit on that side of the court. They do have good defenders. They, I think that they might lack a defensive anchor that uh, would be able to 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 bring that game after game and that consistency game after game. And this leads me to my other question. Do you think that uh, they have enough to be on the mix to, to be a, a team that ends in the top half and more of that to be a team that locks a playoff st- spot on the top six? I think they have enough for it. Now, will they do it? Uh, obviously, it's going to be hard because there are so many great teams and a lot of those teams already have like a, a core of guys who 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 have been together and who have been on the same team so i think it's going to be easier for those teams to to build something because they already have something to build on from uh, and this is a, a completely new team with a lot of guys coming in so maybe it takes them a little bit more time to to have everything set in place to to go off but i do think they have the potential to to be a playoff team for sure And I think they're going to be in that competition. I'm in agreement with you there. I think that talent-wise, they are up there. Just that, uh, and you guys just need to tune in tomorrow because we will have one of the our best episodes. Because the, the and it's not even, <laughs> it's just our opinions. But the level of talent is insanely high. That it's so hard to rank these teams, and uh, you have more teams with talent to be. Uh, playoff lock, then you have spots to rank them in a power ranking list. So, and Red Star is certainly up there in terms of talent, but uh, at the same time, they will need to get to the consistency point that they need to be probably quicker than uh, you would expect from a team with so many new players to to be able to have. So they have a lot of work ahead, but they have a lot of experienced players. They have a lot of capable players. They have some um, new potential stars in the EuroLeague that I'm excited to to see in Yago, in Simanovic. They have... uh, They they will be one of the most entertaining teams to watch, and the guard play will be a constant across across the the Euroleague teams this season, and certainly uh, Red Star will be up there fighting with almost anyone. This takes us to the end of this episode. Tune in tomorrow for our special episode previewing the whole Euroleague season that is about to start. After that, we will start our regular in-season episodes. We will bring you guys a preview ahead of the the start of the competition. Usually, those previews will come out on Tuesdays in the normal weeks. And when we have double-header weeks, we will try to bring those episodes a day before, just so you guys have time to listen to it and be prepared to each round of the, the Euroleague. After the the games, on the day after the, the games, we will bring you an episode recapping the games and the impact on the standings, everything that is going on. We will break down any news that uh, jump up while the competition is ongoing already. So stay tuned, subscribe to our podcast, follow us on Twitter at Tito Zero League so you don't miss out on any new episodes that we release. As always, I'll be talking with you guys soon. Bye, guys. See you on next episode.